0: Hello welcome to Feature Length, the fortnightly film podcast with Richard Newman and Seth Mason. On the programme today, super intelligent apes go mental in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. J.J. Abrams takes us back to the Steven Spielberg E.T. era with the beautifully shot Super 8. Jim Carrey... Pippa picks up a penguin, or nine, in <laughs> Mr. Popper's Penguins. Uh, we got in on an advanced screening of Cowboys and Aliens, and Seth was so committed to the pod, he even went to see the Smurfs. Uh, all that, plus we look back at the Empire big screen event, and it's a good afternoon to you, Seth. Good afternoon, Rich. Uh, let's start with the Smurfs, shall we? Why not? Because you've just come out seeing the uh, the Smurfs. <laughs> a little Pause. giggle. Pause. Uh, <laughs> And okay indeed. right so um, uh we've just gone and seen lots of blue people in 3d probably was it 3d
1: um it was a 3d film but i saw it in 2d you went for the 2d option there's even the, cheap the smurfs option. is
0: so popular it's got a 2d and a 3d option It has. Been. it is you holiday can, time
1: you can see yeah you can see where the 3d sort of fitted in but um i only really noticed that in the last 20 minutes when the smurfs you know really start kind of going getting A-well. boring well getting oh, right, boring yeah. and that okay well, go on uh, just um,
0: quickly then, what it's—I
1: don't know—it's the Smurfs. It's it's little blue people, um, who aren't particularly funny or charismatic. I'm sorry, I I've never really got the whole Smurfs thing. I don't. I don't, I don't really like them either. I, no, I yeah. So, I mean, we could almost leave it at that, but we won't because obviously it's a whole new thing. <laughs> um, it's set in New York. Uh, it's got Neil Patrick Harris in it from How I Met Your Mother. Uh, and Jayma Mars from Glee. So all these big TV stars. And Hank Azaria plays this sort of very comical villain. He's in everything. Um, he can he does the sort of rubber face, silly voice villain uh, quite a lot in kids' films. He was in mm. The Last Night of the Museum. Uh, he does them with kind of mixed success. Here he's just a bit kind of over the top. But the kids in the screening seem to kind of like it. Um, he obviously does the voice of sort of lots of voices on The Simpsons. Yep. Mo, uh, you Chief know, Chief Wiggum. Chief Wiggum, exactly. Um uh, so yeah, I mean, in terms of the humans, I mean, the humans, the CGI on this is a bit awkward They're they're obviously acting with nothing there. So there's scenes where they're holding, you know, these little Smurfs and they're, they're, they're sort of, their palms are palms sort of far you know, too big, far, far too, too big. and Yeah. Far too big. And these, they're sort of, nest- it just doesn't look right. No. And, uh, yeah. And there's some very, very corny dialogue. Katy Perry does the voice of, of one of the Smurfs. Yeah. Oh and says I kissed a Smurf and I liked it at one point of course um, I think a little in joke there for, oh, the, um, for, for the, the teenagers parents. and for the parents yeah um, and yeah it's just it's a kind of quite average uh, watchable I guess just about but um, yeah it doesn't really give too much uh, insight Will the kids like Smurfs. it the kids might like it
0: might okay yeah. rating out of 10 5 okay um, so I'm um, staying with the same theme of the um, children's movies they're out at the moment Mr. Popper's Penguins uh, yeah. Jim Carrey hasn't been around for a little while doing a role like this. What's um, what's it about? No, it well, it,
1: it kind of is a bit of a kind of old-fashioned Jim Carrey role, sort of looking back at, you know, something like Liar Liar. It's kind of that kind of uh, sort of quite zany, a bit more restrained maybe than than some of those other ones. Um, Obviously, he's getting a bit older and, you know, he's here kind of upstaged almost by these nine penguins. He kind of plays almost the sort of the straight man to these sort of you know the penguins who are the ones farting and burping and running around and making lots of noise which is what he usually does Mm. um so in that respect i mean i love jim carrey he was one of my real real favorites um especially in the you know the time of ace ventura when those movies were coming out um so i was really looking forward to it um and i just you knew it wasn't going to be an oscar winning movie it was you know jim carrey with a load of penguins um, being, all a, kinds bit, of being funny a bit things. zany. Yeah. And it, it, it kind of, it's exactly what you'd expect going into it. Mm. Um, you know, it's got a nice little family subplot and him not being a good dad and, you know, trying to make that all better. And, you know, the penguins can save stuff his Stuff that's life. been seen before. Yeah. And the penguins bring him and his children closer together. and And in the meantime, it's, it's fairly entertaining. The script's, the script's okay. It's not too horrendous. One thing about it, obviously penguins, you think cold, you think Antarctica, you think winter. Yeah. Um, so you know, going to see it in the middle of a heat wave kind of felt a bit weird.
0: There was yeah, just something planning. about it. When yeah, when's it come just, out in the US? Is it the same time? Out, yeah, it's out sort of nowish.
1: Um, I thought when I first heard about it, I thought, oh, that'll be a you know a Christmas November kind of release that'd be quite, film.
0: That'd be an average Christmas film, wouldn't it? Christmasy mm. themes, and they could have yeah, it's kind of got, got snowy themes. You
1: know, he makes his flat into this giant sort of you know icy palace for the penguins and everything. Mm-hmm. That's all great fun. You know, this big New York penthouse. Um, and obviously outside it's snowing, and you know, so it has this very wintry feel. Um, so it felt very strange, you know. They could have, you know, the summer market and the Christmas market are big family times. Why they seemingly contradicted themselves? I don't know. But that was just a strange kind of thing that I couldn't quite shake from my mind when I was watching it.
0: So your thoughts together?
1: Um,
0: I, I don't know. Seven.
1: Seven. Seven, maybe. Seven is yeah. quite a generous yeah. score. So yeah.
0: just um, if you want to. Put a decimal point in somewhere <laughs> a bit lower, then that's fine, seven point zero okay, fine there you go um so let, let's go on to the devil's double, okay next, shall we okay. um I haven't seen this yet
1: one of this week's new ones, yep, so fresh um, out the
0: bag on Friday so what's this? this is about um this one, is... one of saddam hussein's sons yeah,
1: um, uday Hussein um who had a like most as you find out in the film, you know Stalin had loads of doubles and <laughs> Uh Saddam has a double or several and, and Uday Hussein uh Uday Hussein Hussein uh himself has a double, Saddam Hussein's son. Yep, so we got, them. Yep, yep, <laughs> got that. Yeah, we established that. got that, great. Good, great. Uh and both of them, obviously, are played by Dominic Cooper, British actor from An Education. He had a little role in Captain America, Mamma Mia, the History Boys, um, sort of made quite a good name for himself, known as sort of quite a good actor. Uh and it's very much sort of his film. Um you know he plays these two roles. He plays Latif, who's the guy who gets you know basically completely bullied and blackmailed into being this double, uh, and Uday Hussein himself. And he does really what's really interesting with it. And obviously there's quite a few moments where they're both together on camera. Um, he the, the two characters are completely separate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know quite often they're sort of doing the same things, they're in the same environment, but they're they're two completely contrasting personalities. And it's re- he does Dominic Cooper does a really good job of completely separating them. Uday, Hussein, he's got these sort of funny teeth, he's sort of like this sort of psychotic kind of Bugs Bunny almost mm-hmm. character, who you know just goes around and rapes and maims and threatens and just harasses and you know really sort of quite stomach-churning. There's some really horrible scenes in it, right. you know, really like as you'd expect. As you'd as expect, well. but I mean, even so, you know. There's a scene where he just goes to town on someone with a machete, and you really don't think it's going to go as far as it does, and it really does get a bit eye-watering. And then there's some really horrible, you know, rapes. It's really, really, really nasty. Um, but um, yeah, in, in the light of all that, you've also got Latif, who's this sort of very stoic, uh, very kind of introverted character, um, and he does, yeah, he does a really sort of pinpoint job on it there. Um, I mean, there's not much in the way of a, a supporting cast really. Um, there's sort of a bit of a love triangle that they kind of bring in at the end, which is a bit sort of naff. Um, it never really reaches sort of love triangle kind of status. Um, is there
0: a resolution at the end?
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. There is. Well, there is a resolution. You sort of, you don't know when it's going to end and then it ends. And then I suppose the resolution is the fact that you then have one of those, obviously based on a true story, you have that, you know, so-and-so-and-so did this, so-and-so-and-so is now living in, you know, kind of thing. Um, so with that and you know some some good direction uh, Lee Tamahori who did Once Were Warriors which was a very brutal kind of New Zealand movie and even did a bomb movie one of the sort of average you know Pierce Brosnan kind of rain ones um, uh, does a good job it's very nice to look at it's got this great sort of like yellow brown kind of you know quite sort of Arab feel to it the look of it um, so yeah it's, it's, it's quite an impressive movie but as I say there are times it does leave a bit of a, a bad
0: taste in your mouth with, out of ten
1: uh, seven, seven. So mm.
0: same as Mister Popper's Penguins. Yeah, this is where you have to get the point system in because then you can. Yeah, but it's different.
1: Okay. It's they're they're both kind of good films mm. in different ways. Okay, all
0: right. um let's go on to what is certainly my film of the moment, anyway. Um, maybe yours as well. Super Eight. Yeah, uh, love this film. Um, J J Abrams writes and directs this one, who we know from from Lost and from Star Trek. Um, I'm a massive fan of Lost mm. as it is. And uh, I, I mean, if, if you are, you, you, you think I'm I'm clutching at straws when I say this, um, because I'm I'm desperately want something like like Lost to come back. However, if you do like Lost and you like the way it's shot, you like the heart of it, you like the music, you'll love it. You'll love it. And then if you loved E. T. and all those sort of films Steven Spielberg was doing, The Close, The of The Third Kind, everything like that, you'll love it too. It's it's I I really enjoyed it. But Seth, you're the expert. No, I what, I, what, I love the movie.
1: No, I love the movie. I just don't I think there's there's so much you can compare this film to and I think that's the kind of point. They are, you know, it's an 80s movie. I think JJ J. Abrams said he didn't want to make a an 80s movie that looked like it was made in the 80s. He wanted to make an 80s movie sort of as if it was made now. So it's very very authentic to sort of the period, but it's got, you know, this siege CG- it doesn't rely on CGI at all. It's an incredibly kind of character-driven story, and that's that's its kind of strongest bit. Um, but it's got these incredible, incredible special effects. This amazing train kind of crash scene, which is quite sort of famous already now, which happens in the first, you know, first sort of quarter of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's so much you can compare it to. Um, I just don't think Lost sits very high on those lists of comparisons, apart from maybe the music, a fan, because still... J.J. Arams has worked with the guy that does the music kind of thing. Um, I mean, I think you can look at, you know, this is, Steven Spielberg is the executive producer on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's got him written all over. They don't try and hide it. You just look at the posters. Those sort of, you know, those sort of almost drawn kind of posters with all the characters kind of in a bubble, which they did for Indiana Jones, uh, you know, Star Wars, you know, all these sort of, you know, big 70s, 80s kind of um, kind of blockbusters almost. Um, and, I mean, obviously it's got the... Ma- you know, it's these little kids in a small town alien thing going on. You know, it's incredibly E.T. It's got a lot of Stand By Me. You know, even with Spielberg, the scenes, you know, people are stuck in vans and there's these thumps in the, you know, very Jurassic Park. Um, I just don't personally get the the Lost... Okay, well, too I, much. But anyway, that's that's yeah. That's well, it's, 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 it's one of the kind of things irrelevant. that it, I, I
0: knew that I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of his, and made this, and there's definitely there were there were things in it that made me think that. Yeah, I, I I got what I wanted. Yeah, from and I got what I expected yeah. as well. So but that, I mean, so it's so, from yeah. that, in, in that respect. That's yeah. why.
1: But the film, I mean, the film itself, as you know, as a standalone film, it's just of course it's amazing. It's so heartwarming. It's got great characters. It's got a lot going. It builds. You know, everything builds on itself to to re, You know, to a great climax. Really, really kind of satisfying film. Warm, incredibly entertaining, scary. You know. Every, everything funny you know just kind of a perfect observation of of sort of you know the child char- these children's childhood as mm. such and it's yeah really 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 good movie strong movie out of
0: 10 9 9 yeah crikey uh, it's always difficult to give out a 9 yeah so I, was, I, I was gonna say i was gonna don't... go for 8.7 so
1: yeah but i mean 10 it's very rare you get a perfect movie do you know what i mean no movie's really perfect so it's kind of hard to go for 10 even nine's difficult for me. Nine's difficult, but it is just that. I mean, there's only one thing. There was a car or something in the background at one point where I thought that's not very 80s. That's the only that's thing I noticed. Um, and I just yeah, brilliant. Okay. Really, really good.
0: Um, so, uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes uh, came out this week as well. Uh, we saw that at the um, Empire big screen event, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, and we're and we're back again to um, to to the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. So what, what do you think this is a, a a whole new we started again it's a it's a new um reimagining of well, the story isn't it we've uh, a, a reboot it is isn't. it isn't
1: because it's supposed to be kind of a prequel to everything that ha- i mean obviously the originals are set in the future and obviously this is set in modern day and you know This is a lot more plausible, obviously, because this is modern day, looks like modern day, whereas the old ones, they were set in the future, but even the future looks a bit like it's not going to look like that, if you get what I mean. Um, I think there was a lot of um, mixed feeling and sort of mixed anticipation about the film um, when I heard they were doing it, because the the Planet of the Apes, the old ones, they're quite sort of camp, a bit cheap, a bit kind of, you know, you really don't know how they translate, you know, into sort of a film today as such. But you're right, they've done a really, really good job of kind of just sort of stripping it back, having a really good, just like Super 8 really, just a really good story. The first hour is just pure story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you haven't got any apes smashing cars up, nothing like that. It's just a really good story with really good characters. There's some great action bits in there. It all flares up. It gets very, you know, very, you're you're drawn in the whole time. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I just think I was very impressed with it. I thought it looked good. The special effects, as as most people know, they've sort of banged on about it a bit. Um, are done by sort of Weta, the special effects company who did Avatar, and you know they're they're once again kind of raising their game a bit, using this this motion capture performance system, um, which Andy Serkis has done on numerous occasions, famously you know in Lord of the Rings as Gollum,
0: the king um, of motion capture,
1: and yeah, exactly, and he and it's his you know performance as Caesar, the sort of the main kind of ape that kind of starts this whole you know sort of story i suppose Mm -hmm. off um is really really effective there's just some you know flicks of the eye and just facial expressions and everything that are just really you know heartwarming you know telling and ultimately quite scary Mm -hmm. you know just just some of the ones uh, especially towards the end when things start getting a bit more things start to unravel um and james franco's sort of good in it capable this sort of quite stoic character who's you know doing what he does for sort of for you know for the love of his family and everything frida pinto is capable not particularly outstanding as the sort of love interest um scientific assistant um and yeah impressed very impressed out of 10 um eight okay
0: um and then we saw cowboys and aliens as well because this was um another screening at the empire big screen it comes out next week doesn't Mm. it and uh I mean, this this looks great because, you know, the premise of it being there's cowboys and there's aliens and you've got James Bond in it and Indiana Jones. So with mm. all those bits combined, you think this is going to be fantastic. Well, the, but. The, but the, the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, mm. A good Friday night film, which is when we saw it on a Friday night. It's an entertaining enough. Popcorn yeah. movie. Yeah. But. um I mean, i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go i'm gonna go left field here and i'm going to actually give my rating out of 10 before we even start the review. i'm still gonna say it's below seven yeah i was just about that, yeah. about just below a seven not six it's about 6.9 6.8 but it's not i can't give it a six Don't be it, too I, think, generous. I, I think that's a bit i think that's a bit unfair on, yeah no I, mean, could, I was gonna say it, 6.5 it, yeah it's entertaining enough yeah um what, it, i mean i mean, I mean, here, it, I mean what, what, what's the story
1: Well, it's Cowboys and Aliens. It's set, you know, whenever it is, in in the old times in the West. Um, You know, it wakes up, it it starts, Daniel Craig wakes up, has no idea what he's doing, where he is. He's in the middle of a desert. He's got this strange metallic device strapped to his wrist. Um, So, you know, going in, you've sort of got this this Western enemy, this Western, obviously, look and feel with this real sort of mystery element to it. Um, and then it, you know, it's obviously looks into him and, oh, he recognizes someone. What does that mean? And sort of, you know, it's it's the mystery of that. And then bringing in the whole sort of Western, you know, supporting characters and everything like that. And then it just starts going, you know, it brings in this aliens element to it. Um, so then it literally becomes cowboys and aliens, cowboys against aliens. Mm. Um, now, it's quite some might argue a kind of ridiculous premise, not in not in necessarily a bad way. Um, Possibly very entertaining. I thought that one of the problems with the film is that it was too straight-laced. It took itself more seriously than I thought it would for a film called Cowboys and Aliens.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, I understand
1: that. I, I just, I kind of thought it needed a bit, I thought it needed to make light of itself a bit more than it did
0: i mean how it, it's um, a what, what what was the initial selling point for all the people that got involved here because somebody you I mean executive producing on this is steven spielberg yeah. brian grazer ron howards you've got directed by john favreau who's done iron man he's got a reputation now for making good enough films and you got harrison ford major major a-list hollywood star alongside daniel craig major major a-list hollywood star and they all come together there's good there's some great um I think Paul Dano's a great actor yeah, as well, but he's yeah. he's almost he's very Level annoying in this as well.
1: And, yeah, he's but good annoying, that's his character. Well I yeah think. yeah, okay. That's I've, fair. I that's thought fair. Yeah, that's
0: fair. And, uh, and Olivia Wilde, who's sort of up she's she her, we were talking about how, how famous we think she is now and I yeah. think she's she's you know, she's definitely rocketing yeah. at the moment. Um with all that with all those people involved, why is the film not really quite up to standard? Why why is it not what everyone expects it or wants it to be? Just because I just it's all think, over the place. I just,
1: you... yeah, I think it's not as. I don't know why. I really don't know why it's not as entertaining as I thought it would be. Um, as I say, I think it takes itself a bit too seriously. I, it kind of muddles its its genres a bit. Um, I just, I also think the aliens themselves are quite cheap. I mean, it's very hard now with alien, these big alien things to go somewhere new. Really hard. That's why J. J. Abrams. You know, stuff like Cloverfield and Super 8 works really well. You're not being shown this monster every three minutes. You're It's that real sort of psychological thing, building mm. it up in your own head. Yep. You don't really get to see it. With Cowboys and Aliens, it's just these sort of quite, from quite early on, these sort of big, weird, you know, things with big eyes and big teeth. And, and that kind of um, break breaks the tension there, certainly, I think um but i mean personally maybe it's just me as well i'm not particularly i've never really got the western genre it's never definitely never been one of my favorites um looking at it if it's interesting if you look at the poster it's cowboys and aliens uh, sort of cowboys and on the top line and aliens below and aliens is about twice the size of cowboys and so you don't know whether cowboys. it's trying to that's obviously its main sale uh the sort of the aliens the supernatural thing um You know, Westerns... I mean, True Grit did really well last year. Westerns aren't traditionally big hits, big crowd-pleasers so much. Certainly not nowadays. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a film you definitely have to make up your own mind about. It's had very mixed reviews. um, But I think uh, for both of us, if I want to speak for you, um, it wasn't quite all there.
0: No, it wasn't what we wanted. Yes. Um, Okay, Um, so... Uh, we were at we saw this because we were at the empire uh, big screen event which was at the o2 this weekend um there are big names there exclusive screenings and new preview material for film fans to indulge themselves with um it's difficult to assess this though isn't it seth because we had a we had a mixed day and the reason for this is that we went on 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 friday and and not not to bore people with the details but logistically there, there were there was a a, a, a ticket we, we, which gave you exclusive access to some morning material which had that uh, which was built for having the big stars in and exclusive material the
1: studio showcases yes yeah. yeah
0: but there were two venues for this there was the um the indigo 2 which is the the smaller venue inside the o2 and there was um the sky super screen which is one of just just a big screen in their Cineworld world complexes inside the o2 as well from the sound of it we it's difficult as i say it's difficult for us to assess because it looked like from our point of view, that most of the tickets were sold for Indigo 2 until it was sold out and then there was an overflow into the super screen. They tried to replicate that same thing inside the super screen. And what seems to have maybe happened is that people didn't want to do those appearances twice, successively, one after the other. And we were kind of missed out on that super screen area. Um, Apart from that, not to be too negative, from the sounds of it over the weekend, everyone was having a ball and um...
1: yeah there was I think there was definitely a lot to do on Saturday and Sunday big surprises and big screenings Um, they had some really really you know they had a massive they had a load of Tintin footage which is pretty much you know first in the world Mm. Um, I think with our one our our showcases more kind of had the trailers and everything not necessarily as many exclusives that's I think just the way it fell but um, I mean we had some great stuff. I mean for instance the Sky Super Screen is the biggest 3D screen in Europe yeah and we were four rows back from the front watching, um, they're doing a, a conversion at the moment of Titanic. James Cameron's we're working we Were we in the first with. row? Three, were we in the first row for that one? The three, the, that t- bit Titanic for the was Titanic. In the first row, yeah. So we were in the first row, the biggest three-piece cinema. Which, which is
0: billed as a good ticket because when people come in and talk, you're right next to them. But when you're yeah. looking at things on the, the whole purpose of being there in the first place, which is yeah. to watch things on a big screen. On it's the not...
1: humongous screen, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we were watching Titanic on the first on the, f- and that that seemed cool. That was like okay, right? This is a really good exclusive. This is really yep. you know this is exciting. This, you know the fir- I think it's the first in the world that was. I think that was yeah it. yeah I think was that was yeah. a world exclusive that. And, you know, even the bits... I mean, everyone forgets about Titanic. It's its a great movie. The end's really, you know, exciting and everything. But quite a lot of it is actually quite boring.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, it's And we like saw a the good bits, really. And
1: even... Yeah, but even the bits where they're having tea and they're sort of getting a knife out to get the jam and the knife kind of comes out at you and you're like, well, you know, it looked like it was going to be really good. Uh, 3D worked really well. Because um, James Cameron is a fanatic about the mm. 3D um, kind of uh, revolution. So... So yeah, that should be exciting. We saw t- loads of cool stuff about Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy.
0: It looks amazing, and that you know what? The, the, really the, cool. So we got saw like exclusive scenes, which are probably about four or five minutes long each. But mm. you see two or three of them. Two or three, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, they were so good. It was so gripping that mm. I, 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 it's. There's one scene, especially where I forgot, I was watching, um, just the clip, and I was getting so into it, and then I, then it stopped, and then I was. Just... Yeah what's happening yeah i can't wait i can't wait for that film to come out and, and that, it, cool. that, and that was, you, we can tell you now that looks that looks stunning such a good and we film we had the
1: screenwriter and producer there didn't yeah and that written. was genuinely really yeah. interesting and that as was well. really interesting um so, uh, but there were
0: secret screenings there as well this is one of their their highlights yeah isn't i mean it?
1: they sold out kind of almost immediately really i mean that's that's always been a very a fame they've done it the last few years as they've called it movie con uh they've had it at the, at the bfi on the south bank in london um, it's been a much smaller event, very popular, always sold out. Uh, the secret screening has always been one of the most popular um, uh, bits to it. Um, they've had really, really good films over the over the years.
0: So three films, and they're and all... this they're year, all, yeah, they had the three. All ones that come out within the next month, really, but they have, um, they're sort of by the end of September. Mm. I've done my research, though. Don't worry. Um, what were they? Uh,
1: what were they? Well, uh, Friday... Which we, which, which.
0: which we are for. Okay, so they pre-sell this, but they keep some back for queuing.
1: Yeah, all people don't turn up. Yeah, it then.
0: looks yeah. more like they do keep some back so yeah. people can just try their chances. So we got in the queue for the people that didn't have tickets. We get to the front of the queue and uh, it's touch and go. It's it's already 10 minutes after it, it should have started. Yeah. We're delayed a little bit. So Suddenly...
1: One couple in front of us. Yeah,
0: who I found on Twitter earlier on. So oh, I, really? I searched <laughs> for screening. It turned out they were the ones in front of us um but anyway uh the four, four so someone comes out and says there's four more spaces left in here and uh we're all ready to go in and then suddenly Loves was taken away from us at the very last minute and it turned out to be uh warrior with uh with, with tom hardy and the reviews on that from the people that have come out um very, very complimentary strong, yeah. uh, so we're a bit gutted about that one oh, uh, well. what, what else is there apart from that thing?
1: uh saturday there was um uh saturday was drive which you really with, wanted to see as well. You're which I quite it's wanted to be. see. Apparently it's very different, a bit insane, a bit disturbing, um, but a bit... That sounds lovely. Um, yeah, well, apparently yeah. it's in that kind of bad lieutenant, uh, drive angry, the Nicolas Cage. It's all kind of in that school uh, of... Uh, dement- I don't know, maybe anyway, that's a poor comparison. We'll, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll review it when yeah. it comes out. Yeah, we'll review it when it comes out. <laughs> and, and then... Um, apparently, yeah, that went down well as well. And the debt... And then the debt, uh, which was last night, Sunday night, the last night, uh, which has got among other people in it, Sam Worthington and Helen Mirren. Uh, nothing about it has blown me away personally. The trailer we saw one of the trailers uh, during did. the during mm. the day on the Friday. Uh,
0: I not the lot I'm disappointed to miss that one, that one but no. So your general thoughts on the event then? As I said, it's quite difficult, but um, it seems like it. It did definitely pick up over the weekends. Do you think that this is something that will run again?
1: I would. I think it would. I mean, obviously, we got there. You know doing it at the BFI and doing an event like that at the O2 is obviously a massive jump and a massive logistical headache for the organisers and everything. Um, So, you know, there were a few kind of organisational tweaks to be made early on. They seem to have been resolved throughout the day. Mm. Um, I think maybe there was a bit, it was a bit too ambitious with the programme in terms of there's a lot of spaces there um, that are being used and trying to fill them Uh, trying to get stuff that would kind of spread the audience equally, I think was maybe um, a bit of a challenge at times. I mean, on the Friday, the Saturday seemed to have, you know, these these sort of blockbuster screenings. Obviously, Saturday and Sunday are going to be the more popular days, Mm. uh, kind of across the board. Um, So I, I would think, I mean, and judging, I mean, you know, Cowboys and Aliens, we saw that was completely full. Mm. Um, and sold out for the next few nights, the secret screenings. I think, you know, it's great. It's a really promising event, and um, uh, they've got some great free things there. They have this big sort of hall, uh, which, you know, a lot of them is just people selling their movies coming up, mm. but, you know, have a T-shirt here, and this here, and this, you know, take your picture there, and it's all kind of, you know, it's it's great fun, and people lap it up, and, um, yeah, so I think, I mean, I'd, I'd love to go next year, yeah. actually, thinking about it, yeah, and do it, do it maybe a bit more properly, or, or, or maybe
0: really choose sort of golden days um okay but yeah let's let's give it a benefit of the doubt quite a good event in the end mm. okay overall um so that's it for the pod for this week we'll be back in two weeks as we've said before the most important thing is to pass this on if you enjoyed it you can also follow us on twitter at feature length is what you are looking for for that if you'd like to get in contact you can email us feature length pod at gmail.com join us again in a few weeks time